Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Broadcasting from a nice house inside Burbank. This is Saturday Night Napsuck, the show where Ken Napsuck just does anything he wants and two people like it. And now he's your host, Ken Napsuck. Hey everybody, welcome to Saturday Night Napsock, the 16th edition of this show. So happy to be with you here. But hey friends, before we get going, I want to tell you about a new sponsor for the show. We're really happy to be working with this brand. I want you to hear about it. So check out Empathy. That's right, Empathy is available to all and can be used to help you understand the experiences of others. It can even lead to you sharing some of those same feelings. And it's a great thing. We are happy to be working with Empathy on Saturday Night Napsack. Now, as a special right now for all of you, we're offering a one-time purchase of Empathy and try it free on us. If you don't like it, you can send it back to us. We'll pay for the shipping. The only cost to you might be your humanity. Now, to be clear, Empathy is sometimes a hard thing to grasp, and once you have it, you can lose it. So don't forget trying our new subscription service and get a fresh box of Empathy sent straight to your door each day. Just open up your heart, and it's right there on your porch. Also, just for the Saturday Night Napsock listeners, we're offering you a special offer. Try Empathy today and get a free side order of compassion. That's right. Try them together and see where it takes you. Now, still not sure you want to try Empathy or take advantage of the double offer with compassion? Don't worry. Trying it and even liking it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your own experiences and feelings. It just means you're not overlooking the feelings and experiences of others. It's a good place to start. So act today and add empathy to your life now. Use the promo code SNN20 to get 20% off, perhaps make some real change in the world. And now, back to the show. And the start of the show. Uh, a lot going on, without a doubt. We know that. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of relax and kind of take my mind off uh, things in, in, in the bigger world there. And I was just thinking back. I love thinking back to to important times in my life and little things and looking back, things that were meaningless there, just funny little stories now and don't really have any, any greater meaning. And I was thinking back, you know, when I lost my radio job in um, 1998, there was this period between January of 1998 and then I moved to L.A. in August of 1998, so I didn't know what to do. And I, I did coach a little league team and I had the time to do that. I think my... My unemployment, I don't even know, like, back then I had to go, you know, this is the early days of the internet kids, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you had to go get unemployment, you had to go down to offices, speak, interview, and, uh, you know, they, they'd look you over, give you a check, put some fingers in some places, and you'd get, you'd get your um, unemployment. So it was very little, but I was trying to live off of that. I was fortunate enough to live at home, my parents were helping me. But I needed, uh, what was that? <laughs> I was like, I choked on my own memories. Um, so, uh, I needed a job and I, I did apply for some jobs as I was coaching little league, uh, you know, and that was something I really wanted to do. So I didn't want to take away from that opportunity. 
but I, I did need money and, and I didn't know like moving to LA wasn't like something that was like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. The date's going to be August 15th, 1998. It was, it was like, all right, this is something I possibly could do. I was afraid to do it. Uh, change is hard. I was, I was afraid of that. So I needed something. I needed to figure out. And you know, you need money to move. Even, even back in the nineties, kids, you needed money to move. So I got a job at the theater festival cinemas, I think it's a Regal Cinemas now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it is uh, right off the 101 in like a Royal Grande, California. It used to be uh, up the street from like a Kmart. It used to be on the same property as Dirt and Hills. That's now a Walmart, um, but a same property that was a like a Seven uh, No, excuse me, not Seven Eleven. A Sizzler, Sizzler and Seven Eleven are the same in my mind as you know. But it was like a Sizzler that was like a big Sizzler had like an atrium, like uh, a lot of seating. It was like going to Sizzler was like. Disneyland or Sizzler? They're kind of both the same in my mind. And one of them is Cheese Toaster. Let's go there, Mom and Dad. So that was always fun. That was a, a fun thing to do. So I, anyways, I got a job at the theater. My friends, a lot of my friends, all through high school worked there. Uh, my good friend Joel, my good friend Blair, my friend Toby. Um, people like old friends from like my friend Brandon from elementary school who I lost contact with. We didn't go end up going to the same high school as me. He got a job there. My friend Eric got a job there. Like just people, everyone came through there, man. It was like, it was the spot. And it was, I grew up in a small town. It's still kind of a small town. I mean, it's a small town, but it's, it's bigger now. And I got to tell you, you know, it was like, it was almost like a rite of passage. Your turn to work at festival cinemas, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it, but I was, I would hang out there. I knew a lot of the folks because not only did I know them from like school or church in some instances, I just knew them because I was always there hanging out with my best buddy, Joel. I was always his plus one for free movies. And speak, we're, we almost walked out of the movie Striptease and we got to see it for free. And we were like 20-year-old horny boys. So that shows you that's not a good movie is the point. Anyways, um, so I finally get a job. Now, I, I've talked about it before. I love working in the movie theaters. Uh, I love, I have members. And when I'm, I transferred to L.A., this is the key, one of the key things to getting that job. I couldn't find employment in L.A. Uh, in the weeks leading up to it. My uncle who, who lived down here was trying to help me even applying like Jack in the box and stuff. And I was, I was rejected from Jack in the box. Uh, Balboa and San Fernando mission. I believe if you're in LA, that's the Jack in the box that rejected me. I, uh, so I ended up transferring down. I worked at a Pacific, um, excuse me, uh, not a Pacific theaters, uh, 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 festival cinemas, festival cinemas was part of like the man theater group. So it was like the man nine Granada, which I think eventually Pacific theaters kind of uh, corporate buyout. I don't know. doesn't matter. So I transferred down. So I love, I have memories. My favorite thing to do. I hated work in the box office. Um, I was bad. I'd, I'd always at the end of it, they, it was almost, I was surprised I didn't get accused of, of stealing money because that's how bad my, my box was at the end of the night when you're supposed to keep track of ticket sales and actual money earned. I don't know what happened. I was pretty good at math too. Like, Ken, you're $8 short. Did you take it to buy a popcorn? No, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. Um, but I loved cleaning theaters. That was actually, I'd still do that job now. Like things, you know, it's tough because theaters in the lockdown didn't really, those don't go together. But if I needed to, I needed to just get a job, I'd run to the theater. I'd get a job on a, on a, on a weekday and a weeknight cleaning theaters. Um, you know, not like the, the whole full janitorial thing, but like the, the crew that comes in and sweeps up the popcorn and use condoms that are there after most movies. And then, you know, you come in and sit down in the same seats, that crew, like it was cause you generally were by yourself or a small crew, but even then you got in a, a row by yourself and 
you could listen to Faith Hill singing this kiss over and over and over again. It was a great time. So I like that. But in, um, what was one of my memories, I, I worked uh, the concessions. This is up at Festival Cinemas up in AG. And I did, there's this, there's this funny story that always happened there. Like, so I used to love eating the theater hot dogs. They're not the best. They're not the best, but I used to love eating them. And I, they kept me alive when I moved to LA. And I think I've told some of those stories before in Knapsack Files proper of, of like taking the leftover hot dogs at the end of my shift and going home with them in the little plastic clamshells that came in and like some packets of mustard and just eating being very happy, but also sad that, uh-oh, this is my life now in L.A. And it seems so long ago, but just yesterday. Don't worry. Dig deep, kids. You'll get through the tough times. But when I was up at Festival Cinemas, you know, I didn't have to rely on them as much. Luck- luckily, I had uh, my fa- parents buying some groceries still uh, back then. Um, I tried to get as much as I could by- on my own. But uh, I was working in the theater. You know, I'm like five fifty an hour or whatever it was at the time. And But working the concession shops, this, this, this thing kept happening uh People would come up to me while I was working and they'd order a hot dog. Now, again, I would have these hot dogs on my break. I'd have the same hot dogs. And yeah, maybe a little upset stomach here and there, but I love them. And people will start coming up and they're like, hey, I think I'm getting sick from these hot dogs. And, you know, jokes aside, like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't quite understand, but uh, sure. Uh, let me look into it. And yeah, I didn't doubt them, but, you know, come on. What do you expect? It's a hot dog, right? What are you doing? Um, just eat the hot dog and, and be happy with what you get. And they kept coming back different, uh, you know, they just kept coming back different days, different times. Hey, uh, there's something wrong with these hot dogs. And um, um, every time I order one, I get sick. And so, yeah, after a while, you know, you, I guess the answer is don't order hot dogs. But if you like them, you're going to want a hot dog. So I kind of find out, like, because I kept saying, I don't understand. Because like, they would tell me and I'd be like, look. I'm not getting sick. I'm having the same hot dogs, but I'm not getting sick. And I would tell my supervisor and they same thing. Well, I just had one yesterday. I'm not getting sick. It's like, yeah, I know. Same here. So we wouldn't do much with it. And then people kept reporting the hot dogs were making them sick. So come to find out one of my coworkers during our shifts just kind of didn't like some of the customers. And so he would like put some, like put some stuff in the hot dogs. Like as he, when he, when they ordered them, every time they ordered them, you know, I'd like a hot dog. So you'd have to go get them off the very, you know, clean and, and, and sanitary uh, roller. And you put them in a little uh, damp bun and he'd like uh, put some in there, like some, like a little, um, like a little uh, grease type on the uh, popcorn machine. Right. Like a little smudge of it or something, uh, you know, and I found out and he told me he was doing this. And so, you know, someone came in and was like, look, I think I'm getting sick from the hot dogs because I think that guy's abusing his power over the hot dogs. And I was like, you're right. And I thought about it. And I was like, you're right. He is abusing the power of the hot dogs there. Man, that sucks. I'm sorry. And they said, Great. Are you, um, is there anything you can do about it? And I said, well, I wouldn't do that. And they just kind of stared at me and I stared at them. And they were like, that was it? I was like, look, not all of us selling hot dogs are doing that. I'm not. He, he is, but I'm not. 
And they're like, but you're aware of it. I was like, yeah, I know, I know. I guess hopefully next time you order a hot dog, it's from me. But what if I have to order a hot dog and it's from him? I was like, I don't know. That's on him. Don't judge me from him. I, I didn't do it. And, you know, were you going to report to your supervisor? Maybe. I don't know. But the point is, I wouldn't do it. And they kept saying, well, yeah, but we're getting sick from those hot dogs. And you're aware of the problem. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I, but you're being honest with yourself that you're aware of how why the hot dogs are making us sick. I was like, I totally get it. You are right. I see it. It's right there in front of me. But I didn't do it. So they kept getting sick. I don't know what happened. I quit. I left. I, I transferred down in, in uh, August of 98 to a different theater. And uh, there's some people probably still getting sick uh, of, from the hot dogs. But I was, uh, I moved on. I was cleaning more theaters. I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to the hot dogs. Uh, I took some home. I would, they were always good for me. The hot dogs were, I never got sick from the hot dogs. Fond memories of them. That's a great memory. I don't know. There's no real point to the story. I just like t- telling stories from the old days and, uh, you know, good, good memories. You know what I mean? Good memories. All right. Stick around. Take a quick break. Shorter show today. We've got some stuff on the other side. This is Saturday Night Knapsack. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. Loggins and Messina. My music right here. Hall of Fame Music Radio. And we have a request. And a dedication coming in from that email line I was telling you about, the HOFMRadio at gmail.com request email line. This one is from Mark Scribbler and Thomas, some good friends who want to send this out to their good friend, John Mariano in New York. He's had a tough week, and they say, Johnny, just dance it away. That's some healing power. And Abba's got the medicine for you right here. 107.5 FM. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under KOJQ. And for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore JQ. Everyone, please be safe, and thank you. in pop culture art, sleek designs, and some of the best brand logos around. Shop G9 Design on TeePublic and represent the electrifying art of Janine Bryce with a shirt, wall art, and more. Go to TeePublic.com slash user slash G9 Design. And while you're searching the G9 Design storefront, check out Janine's show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, available right here on Anchor and wherever podcasts are found. Frankie Valley can't take my eyes off of you right here, Hall of Fame Music Radio. And we have a request and an answer coming in again from the email request line at hofmradio at gmail.com. Robert Butler the third, a filmmaker out in Los Angeles, listening via the TuneIn app. And he wrote in, he goes, look, man, I need some inspiration. I need a cool song for a long drive down Sunset Strip in my film. And I said, I got it. I got just... The song. Keep making films, Robert. Besides the March, vehicle on 107.5 FM. 
Here's a true fact about Cadaps like your host. He never makes a left turn at an uncontrolled intersection and often drives around for blocks to get the right direction. And his friends hate him for it. And now, back to the show. I'm Ray McClouds, and this is your SNN weather report. It's a cold day out there, but the temperatures are heating up at the same time. Some scientists refer to this phenomenon as it's getting biblical out there. And upon saying that, three out of four scientists find Jesus and run away into the wilderness to rethink their lives. There is a calm breeze in your room right now, so if you want to stay inside there, you'll feel comfortable and safe as you curl up with a good book or roll on your side and stroke your pillow like it was the crush from high school that you never spoke to. But fair warning, if you step outside, you'll find some strong winds of change blowing around. So hold on to your hats and decide how best for you to stand amongst these strong winds. However, if you don't want to accept that these strong winds are actually here, that's fine too. Just be prepared to be blown away, sent rolling down the street like that taco wrapper everyone grabs for, misses, and watches blow down the street thinking, I didn't need that anyway. Also, a good chance an earthquake's coming as part of some reckoning we could have guessed was coming. Uh, but we'll see what happens when that actually takes place. I'm Rain McClouds, and this is your SNN Weather Report. For me in Washington, D.C. Never been here before. Never. Yes. Give it up. Clap for the area in which we are currently in. Yes, absolutely. No, uh, never been to Washington, D.C. Me and uh, Christian Rufacabli, he's in, ba- in the back working the camera. Some of you know him from the Wanger Show. Um, we were here. We travel around. Mark Ellis, our headliner, he, he's lived in this area, man. He knows us. He, he did like the tour thing, and there's so much history here, and I love it. I'm a history buff. I love it. Like every step is a piece of history. Like you're like, here is the Starbucks that James K. Polk <laughs> took the oath to be the 11th president of the United States right now. Here's the Rite Aid in which Teddy Roosevelt killed a bear. And here is the McDonald's in which our current president is having dinner right now. He's sitting there right now. Look at him. Wave. That's not a wave. That's a finger. All right. Hey. But I'm happy to be here. We've had a- Hi, this is a formal Saturday night knapsack apology. Uh, during the break, I received many a complaint regarding my hot dog story. And I'd like to apologize to anyone that listened to that quick, pointless fable and suddenly found themselves feeling guilty about something in their lives. Not my intention at all. We're almost done here today, so hopefully we can just get back to comedy. Thanks for listening. Hi, folks. We here at the Knapsack Files support justice for George Floyd, and we donated directly to the GoFundMe in George Floyd's honor for his estate, but more importantly for us, too, his children going forward. And you can donate as well by going to GoFundMe.com slash F slash George Floyd. 
You may also choose to donate to Black Lives Matter directly at blacklivesmatter.com or uh, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. There's a lot of choices out there, and I do encourage you to find the one that aligns with your heart right now in this moment. Also, this is Pride Month, and we here at the Knapsack Files are proud to support not just that, but also directly through Maddie's Pride Project. This is a project created by Michelle Cox and her daughter, Maddie. Uh, in which uh, they are creating 3D-printed theme park ride ears full of pride, and you could purchase them, and $10 of every purchase directly supports the Trevor Project. You want to find out more? Head over to KenNapsock.com and go to my charity spotlight tab, or go to Vegas3DKids.com directly to find out more. Thanks for listening. All right, that is all they're giving him this week. That is Saturday Night Napsuck for this week. If you want to support Cat Napsuck, you can head over to catnapsuck.com and find out all the information on his adventures, shows, Patreon page, and more. Just go to catnapsuck.com. We'll see you next week unless we've been canceled. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.